Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800 610 the following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to hour number three of Radio Law Talk on this fine Saturday, September 26th morning. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast or on a delayed broadcast, pick the date and time of your choosing. <laughs> but we are here broadcasting live on this Saturday morning. Todd Cunin, Denise Dirks, Fred Penny on assignment, not with us here today. He'll be back uh, soon with us. And Cal Hunter behind the glass. I hesitate to move it to him. He was he was hacking up a it's, lung there. It's, just it's like second. a bug flew down my throat. So just boom, all of a sudden, you know, it's a weird thing, you know, just had to cough. And I'm thinking, that's not my lungs. It's not the COVID. I'm okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm watching you through the window and you're coughing. And then so Denise and I, I, I think it was like a, a cough drop still in the wrapper holding it up. But I don't have my glasses on. I'm like, why is she shaking around something that looks like a uvula for crying? You know, which is that dangly thing in the back of your throat. Yeah. And uh, it was like, oh, oh, I'm oh, like, what oh, is, is this what tickles? Is this what tickles? <laughs> yes. That's what tickles. Yes, it is. It's like, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm dying here. <laughs> so, uh, look, we've been talking about the law for the last two hours, talking about Magic Johnson and the temporary restraining order that he had to get and Bob Kraft. That was our second hour. Back in the first hour, we talked about Bill Murray and the Doobie Brothers and Journey, the podcast for Radio Law Talk, the uh, the first all three hours are later released as podcasts on our website, usually by Tuesday of the week following. So this will be by next Tuesday. So if you missed any of the show, make sure you pick up the podcast and hear what he had to say about those legal issues. And unlike many shows, it's all free. That's right. You doesn't don't co- doesn't cut us to anything yet. Yeah, yes, you, and don't. you know what? Get in on the ground floor. <laughs> you can um, even join the podcasts on your Apple phone, and they will automatically download, and you can listen to the shows as you want to. Oh, so you can subscribe? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I it's did. free yeah, subscription. Wow. wow. Yes. For now. For, for now. For now. <laughs> for now. Hey, we're, we're over 55 affiliates or close to 55 affiliates. When it gets to 100, we're going to charge for that stuff. Yeah, we will charge well. <laughs> we will charge well over a nickel. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking 15 cents, you know. Okay, well, well you know, we don't want to go too far. No, Come on. Oh, we might have to do 20 cents, 5 cents each. Well, since, since we're all That's talk- a good point. Well, since we're all talking about our law of thoughts, we could just charge a penny because it's a penny for our thoughts. See? There you go. Do that. <laughs> okay, maybe not. This is why Todd Cunin does not have a say in the marketing department of Radio Law Talk. And why Fred borrowed Denise's jet. And, and, and you're thinking, will my GM make it to the studio Yes, today? will will it? I don't know. It's, get out and push. So uh, so we've been talking about that every hour we do our case or no case. And so, Cal, yeah. let us let us not even waste any time. Let's get right to All right. it. A COVID case or no case Uh-oh. already. Now it's time to play already. case or no case. Yay! I didn't think this was possible, but this year, post-COVID, in Elko, Nevada, a tourist by the name of Darcy Lynn Cavendish from South Dakota stopped in Elko, Nevada to get gasoline and make a pit stop. She uh, she stopped at the Conoco downtown, got out of it, ran inside the store. The clerk, Jeremy Hassan, told her she could not come into the store without a mask, and she was not happy. She screamed at the clerk, I've been driving for 14 hours and you're worried about a mask. I really need to go. So she ran into the restroom and used it anyway. Hassan called the Elko Police Department. They responded. The over-caffeinated Darcy Lynn had just been offered a job in Reno and had scraped up enough money to barely get there as soon as she could. She was stressed about her life, her finances, she explained to the officer. The officer said, I know, I know, all that sounds terrible, but you did not follow the instructions of the store clerk. Not only did you trespass, you made a public nuisance and uh, and uh, public disturbance. So please wear our special jewelry on your wrists and come with me. So we hooked her and booked her. Darcy Lynn could not believe her ears, so she called her mom in Sioux Falls, a lawyer turned legislator in the South Dakota legislature, and she said, I think I might sue these people, the store certainly, and the police for wrongful arrest. So I'm going to ask you, Todd, I guess it's your turn to go. Oh, Denise, your turn to go first. I'm going to ask you, Denise, what say you, case or no case? Well, you know, this... There was something in the news recently that was a huge, huge issue where a parent refused to put on the mask at the school and in front of their kids, these little athletes are out there and in front of their kids, she is tased. And then removed. And, and they had trespass on her, too. I mean, they had, they got the, her for trespass, not yeah. public nuisance and not right. public disturbance, right. but for trespass and evading rest. So this is a very real scenario for sure. Darcy Lynn, though, that name, you know, not only is it my sister's name. That's your sister's name? Yes. But... I'm sorry. Sorry, Darcy Lynn. I did not yes, know that. Yes, but also, if you remember, there's a very famous puppeteer that was on America's Got Talent named Darcy Lynn. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So that name is... That is, the, is that that young, like a young girl? The young girl, girl show the She was so good. She oh, is my super goodness. good, and she's been, you know... She's been doing all her stuff. She's still doing it, her puppeteering. Change her name to Loretta Lynn. Wait, no country singer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the question is, does Darcy Lynn sue the store and the police? And here's the question. The question is, did they? was it a valid arrest? And I would say that she would have had to have notice that she had to have a mask on. Um, the store would have had to have posted that there was mask required. Um, otherwise, you're not going to be served and you're not going to be allowed in. No shoes, no mask, no service. No yeah. mask. Right, exactly. So I'm going to say this because I could possibly – I'm so close to winning right now. I think I'm going to have some fun with this. I'm going to say that this is a case. Okay. <laughs> and that Darcy Lynn 
wins. And she's able to suppress all the evidence in her case because it because there was not enough notice. This is very akin to when you go into the airport and you have a concealed um, pocket knife or no, whatever. No, or, or one of those sprays, okay, the yeah. mace sprays, and nowhere in the uh, airport does it say that that is considered to be a concealed weapon and is not allowed. Because this happened to my mom. She was arrested for That's this. A good point. And arrested. she won it. Yes, arrested. she in, in Los Angeles. Wow. And all of its little kids are sitting there going, oh, our Mommy. mom's gone. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was an adult. I had to take care of all those little kids. Oh, boy. But anyway. Even worse. So that's what I'm <laughs> the saying. Trauma. The charges are dismissed. Darcy Lynn wins. All right. Fair enough. Mr. Cunin, case or no case? Well, I kind of like the way you said, all right, fair enough. All Darcy right, Lynn wins. Well, I'm yeah. happy to be a part of that plan. Um, <laughs> so uh, let, let me. Denise raised an interesting point there, so I want to clarify the facts here. Yeah. Uh, didn't you say that when she walked in and asked where the bathroom was, the clerk told her, you got to wear a mask to get in here? Sure did, yeah. So she was put on notice immediately that she needed a mask regardless of postings. Right. So she would have had to do that. I am going to say... But her, I'm sure that her lower body parts have already said, there's a bathroom right there. Not long now. Yes, right. yes, yeah, right, yes. Right, right, I'm right, not right. waiting for... I'm not waiting for a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, the public nuisance would have been if she hadn't been able thing. to use the bathroom. If, if you got to go to the bathroom, the closer you get to the toilet, oh boy. the more your lower extremities start acting like a poodle that sees the owner go for a leash. <laughs> exactly, we're going for a walk? Exactly. All right, we're going. All right. Exactly. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So, um, <laughs> so uh, you know, and the thing about whether or not she wins, it, boy, if this is a COVID case, this case could still be pending. If it was a case, I think it's kind of interesting that she's from Sioux Falls and she wanted to see if she could sue, although Sue is spelled differently. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say no case. <laughs> and you are stretching this I am, every I which am. way that you can. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to say no case on this one. And no he needs case. the point. So let's hope he's good. Yes. Well, that's very generous of you, Denise. I mean, that really is. Hey, uh, I'm just going to say no case. I don't care if she had to go to the bathroom. She can uh, uh, go on her own fine. time. Well, what I'm going to do, because I like you both so much, and you know it's true. Uh-oh. I'm going to wait. <laughs> You're going to wait on this one? Gonna okay, wait. hey. I'm going to wait because, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's... I did not use the restroom in that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I do not oh, know. Oh, all right. That's I, enough of that. Come on now. <laughs> what brought that up? I don't know. Just, I'm just making fun of the way Cal said, all right, Tom, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> See? I, I told you I had something in my throat. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just a loving president. What am I doing? What are you hacking on me for? <laughs> we'll be back with more Radio Law Talk right here. So we invite you to stay tuned. The answer to case or no case is coming up. And with any luck at all, something else interesting. (laughs) No guarantees. (laughs) All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch 100 feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Is this real life? Stop whining. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or on this episode of Radio Law Talk, Todd Kunin sitting in for Fred Penny here. Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter behind the glass. And then Cal 
has, uh, let's see, Cal has given us a case or no case. We'll call it the, uh, I don't want to say the case of the golden shower. That's not good. No, the, 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 the case of the. Uh, I called it a maskless Darcy Lynn. Huh? A maskless Darcy. <laughs> yes. the, the case of the overactive bladder and the mask. Well, you know, whatever. Well, after 14 hours, I wouldn't say overactive, just. Do, well, have you have you seen have you seen the movie The Man in the Iron Mask with uh, Leo DiCaprio? No. Okay, was well, so he it the man in the, the the woman with the iron bladder or not so iron? Absolutely not so iron, not really. Anyway, right. so she goes she goes to the Conoco station in Elko because she has to use the facility after driving for 14 hours, and the guy says, "No, you can't without a mask." She says, "Well, I'm using it anyway." Cops get called. She gets arrested, and Cal wants to know if. And we, she calls her her mother, who's an attorney. And she calls her mother, yeah. who's yeah. an attorney in. And her mom says, no, 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 they can't do that to you. Yes. They can't do that to you. Right. Okay. So. so I say no case. Denise, you said case and she wins. Yes. Now, yeah. both of you need to know that I scour the globe looking for case or no case. Spanning cases, the cases, globe. Right. <laughs> so those of you who say this is not a case, Uh-oh. that would be Todd. Well, all I can say is oh, yeah. congratulations. Oh, dang. But, yes. but, however, that is to say, however. It's a scenario. It's not a case, but possible, possibly could have been because since the flu panic of 1918, and this is true, since the flu panic of 1918, Elko has had a city ordinance that you have to wear a mask if you're outside in public. Since 1918. Now, it's not, it hadn't been enforced until this year, and it has been enforced. But they didn't have to come and make a new ordinance. It was in, fact, in effect because of the flu panic of 1918. And apparently it's now being forced not as aggressively as it was then. Can, can you imagine in Elko if, if somebody, say, goes into a bank, right, and they're wearing a mask. And this was like three years ago when you couldn't wear a mask going into a bank. Right. And, and they tried to tell you, yeah, you can't be in here. And some wiseacre is like, I'm sorry. But there is a city ordinance that requires we me to wear a mask. I'm just doing what the I, law requires. I just, I'm just the only one in this population actually adhering to the law. Well, it would have been interesting <laughs> if they all went to a city council meeting pre-COVID, all wearing masks and saying, hey, t- fix this. I mean, it's simple to remove a law from oh, a yeah. city. Like, I mean, it's not a law. It's an ordinance. But, yeah. So I, it's interesting that Elko still has. And, and Elko, if you've ever been to Elko, you go, Several okay, times. why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yes. I pass it all the time. Why? But... Uh, that's the law there. Nice. And Did that, he, ladies and gentlemen, is... Uh... You were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say that now you are ahead, officially, of, of Fred. Fred. But we both trail you by like a bajillion points. Though, right? Um, Not too bad. About 16 points. Oh, only 16 points. And... I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm correct, I'll have to double check with you, Cal. But I'm like four away. That's what I have. You're four points away. And, and, and you... <laughs> And you almost got skunked today. Did you get skunked today? No, I got two points the first one. Yes, you did. That's right. but, but I didn't get the bonus points. No. Nope. So for those of you that uh, are, are tuning in, we have a new affiliate uh, with us today. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know... Um, we're sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's a, so what we do here is with, with case or no case, because we, we can get up to two points per case, the first person to get to 50 points of the three of us that are participating, me and Cal, and or me and Fred and Denise, of the three of us, the first one to get to 50 points is entitled to a dinner for which a meal, we're amending it, to for which they the winner does not have to pay, and they're treated by the other two who did not win. And, of course, I get no points for skunking. 
No, points no for but skunking. you do get to come with but us now and then. But I did the last meal, and it was awesome. It <laughs> yeah, was went great. to the last meal, of course, and, yeah. and, and that was the one that I won, right? And then I won the next one. I have yet to collect that meal for the next one, but there has been a pandemic, so I'll give you guys a pass on that one. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah we yeah, were yes. supposed to do something, like go out to breakfast or something, right? I, ha- we ha- haven't done it. Hasn't I happened pretty yet. much got a, I I got a fist, a fist bump and a swift kick in the backside and good for winning. And yeah, a Swiss park, Army pocket knife you could try to get on the airplane. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what happened to me. All right, so... Well, uh, I think we should talk about, since you were doing the uh, impression Uh-oh. of... Um, uh, here we go again. Of uh, our uh, former president. Uh, well, 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 which first former president was I that? I think we should talk about the Epstein matter real quickly. Oh, okay, go ahead and fill me in on that one, because I don't have that one. Oh, that's the one. Well, this is interesting, oh, because yes, the attorney yes. general has that's investigating um, Epstein's estate for improper expenditures and, and maybe even tax evasion and a whole bunch of different things. She's now seeking the flight logs for Epstein's four helicopters and three planes between the time frame of 1998 to 2019. Oh, I bet that's got a lot of people very nervous. Yes. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, I don't know that it's just him either. No, 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 no. I think there's. I think there are many people who are kind of loosening their tie, going <clears throat> swallowing hard. And uh, I find it interesting that now, now the. Somebody plants the story that Bill Clinton really was having a relationship with Epstein's uh, procurer of females, you know, and that's why he was on the plane so often, you know. Oh, oh, so that's why, because uh, that's, he, he was... That's the story that got planted. I don't think there's been any verification. I don't it. even believe that, because she she minute. was really pretty much connected with yeah, Epstein. Not for a minute. Yeah. I, you know, but here, here's but, the thing. Here's but the, here, who knows why he was on the plane? Did, who did knows it, why Prince Andrew was was on the planes, and we're going to find out if they've been on the helicopters. That's going to be the fun one. Given given the allegations, which if they were proven true, I don't know that morality is high on the list that would keep one person from being with another, if they were all true. I just, you know. No, I get the point. Yeah, so, uh, but that's... All I got to say is, look, it's all allegations uh, up to now, but I think we all agree. There are a lot of nervous people, even people that had nothing to do with any of it. The guilt by association probably has people like, holy Toledo, I just picked up a ride from one place to the other. I had nothing to do with it, but my name's going to be on that manifest, and that scares me. Look at the prince in England. I mean, he's he's basically been shunned by the family to a large, small extent because of all of this. Oh, I don't think it's a small extent. Uh, well, I'm saying they basically <laughs> said, get out of here, dude. We don't no more do royal that. duties for you. Yeah. That means he doesn't get any payments. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go, right? That's what, that's what happened to me. <laughs> Are you the black sheep of your family, Cal? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> totally unjustified, I might add. No payments. <laughs> hey, stay with us. If you want to call in, call us at uh, 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-529-7234. Now this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All right, so we are now here in our in the bottom of the hour. We're talking a lot about the law here on Radio Law Talk, and if we have our case or no case, we're going to pivot here to another law-related uh, issue. Todd Cunin, Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter behind the glass, Fred Penny on assignment today. Uh, don't know how many people followed this, but there's a case out of New York, and it's a it's a federal case, and it deals with the prosecution of an individual for violating the Iran sanctions. Now, just this little background. The sanctions that were put in place against Iran by the United States were such that it severely curtailed banking activity and the the ability to do banking activity by anybody in the United States with the country of Iran based upon, for whatever reason, the sanctions. We don't need to get into why the sanctions were put in place, but just there was this prohibition on banking activity. And this person was prosecuted for violating that. And the individual's name, I'm going to get back up here, last name was Sadr, S-A-D-H-R, I believe. No, S-A-D-R. Mohammed Sadar. Mohammed Sadar, he's being prosecuted. Now, look, it went to trial. They did the trial in March. He was found guilty in March of violating the anti-banking or the the prohibition on banking activity with Iran and has yet to be um, sentenced. In the interim, see if this sounds familiar. After he is found guilty, now this was by a trial, Information comes out that the government may have withheld certain exculpatory information. 
exculpatory as in information that would tend to prove that this guy was not guilty of what he was charged with. Now, let, let me give you a little... Now, now, he was alleged to have created a bunch of different front companies. That, that's true. And trying to move, like, I think it was $1.15 million um, through these front countries to get money to Iran. That's right. But the fact is, there was information, one in this letter in particular, that could have been used that tended to show that he was not guilty of what he was accused of. Now... Let's let's backtrack really quick and talk about what the responsibilities of a prosecutor are, a criminal prosecutor, whether it's a state or a federal prosecution. There is, first, discovery is turning over all of the material that the DA has or the prosecutor has they're going to use in the prosecution. You you watch on television where you have a surprise evidence and stuff. That does – it's not supposed to happen. They they don't like the surprises at court. Both sides know what the evidence is going to be from the prosecutor. Right. It's it's in there. If if the prosecutor thinks or reasonably thinks that it's something they're going to use in their case in chief, they have to turn it over to the defense well in advance of the trial. So everybody knows. But there's another class of information that the district attorney or prosecutor has an obligation to turn over. And that is information that the prosecutor knows or that is known by the prosecution team. That can be include also the investigators, the law enforcement agencies that investigated, not just the specific attorney themselves. They have a responsibility to turn over all exculpatory information or, the inf- or information that may lead to the discovery of exculpatory information. It has to be turned over. And that, again, is you, the DA, the prosecutor, has to turn over information that might not necessarily be good for their case because it tends to show that the person that they're prosecuting is not guilty. There's an obligation to turn it over. Now, you've heard of Michael Flynn, right? We've talked about the Flynn case, General Flynn, who pled. Subsequent to his plea, there was information about what was going on behind the scenes with the FBI that might have been exculpatory, or he's arguing was exculpatory information. That was not made known until after his plea. In this case here, we have... Years after his plea. Yes. And before he was sentenced. before he was sentenced. In this case here that we're talking about, uh, with the defendant Sauter, there is information that was later turned over or discovered that was in the possession of the prosecution, but that they did not turn over. And the judge in this case is absolutely reaming the prosecutors in this case, all pre-sentence, and is trying to get to the bottom of whether or not this is a violation, a sanctionable violation, of the requirement that this exculpatory information be turned over. And the sanction would be dismissal. The sanction, or one of the sanctions well, would be a, dismissal. There's a, there's a couple of sanctions. One of them would be just an overall uh, negating, voiding the guilty... Uh, this would be a guilty verdict yes. because that information was not there and, and declaring a mistrial in the case, you know, it would remain to be seen whether or not they could retry it now that the information is there or if this is a mistrial where jeopardy is already attached and sorry, you don't get to retry this case. But that is one of them. Look, there are a lot of things that prosecutors do for which even if they mess up, they still have immunity. Right. They still have personal liability immunity, even if they mess up. You know, if you prosecute somebody and they're found not guilty, generally speaking, you, you can't go after the prosecutor for bringing the case. They yeah. can't be sued. This type of a violation with regard to discovery 
is one of those for which prosecutors sometimes can be found personally liable. And they can get disbarred over. I, and for that, I give you Exhibit 1, Mike Nifong. Does that name sound familiar? The name might not sound familiar. What if I said the Duke Lacrosse case, where the Duke Lacrosse team had a party where they invited some uh, strippers over, some exotic dancers over, and one of them claimed that she was sexually assaulted by several of the players for the Duke lacrosse team. This, this was you know over 10 years ago, but yes. it, it made national news. And the DA, in the, the elected DA, decided to handle this case personally. And he did not turn over the results of DNA testing, which showed that the uh, DNA collected from the alleged victim did not come back positive for any of the players, but came back positive for other people. Didn't turn it over. Clearly exculpatory information. He didn't turn it over. You know what happened to Mr. Nifong? He was disbarred. He was removed as a DA, and he was sued civilly by the families of the Duke lacrosse team to the tunes of millions. Okay? That is personal liability. That is how serious people take this type of a violation. So this is what I didn't really understand, um, and perhaps you can explain it. What was the exculpatory Evidence that was not um, the, disclosed by the, um, the prosecutor. The exculpatory evidence, they didn't get into that in the articles and the research that I did. They didn't exactly say, they weren't focusing on what it was. Everybody on both sides just assumed that it was exculpatory. The issue here is, A, whether or not they turned it over, and B, whether or not the prosecution misled the court into thinking that, that they had turned it over, when in fact... The letter to the court indicating when and the circumstances under which it was turned over actually did not include the fact that when they did turn some stuff over, they tried to bury it in the middle of discovery so that it would be hidden, so that people wouldn't see it. And the judge in this case described the actions of the prosecutor as shocking. She said the judge said she was just shocked by the allegations of the by the allegations against the prosecutors in this case with regard to this. Wow. Now, now here here's the thing. That's that's significant, isn't it? I mean, well, judges work with lawyers every day. We all have our own images of attorneys, whatever they may be. But that's a common practice. But for a judge to say, it's not a. It I should, am shocked. It by should what not you've done. be a common practice for a prosecutor to hide evidence and to not turn stuff over. Well, not not to turn it over. I see. But if they just tried to bury it. No, people do that all the time. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I don't see that as being, you know, I mean. But here's, here's. Richard Nixon tried to do that, right? Didn't he? With like the tapes and the reports just gave him so many volumes of reading material. Well, let's see if they can get through that. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you why. This, I'll tell you why this is shocking. Okay. Because unlike a civil case where the I, where the, you know, unlike a, a family law case or a, or a personal injury case where the object is to win, right? Yes. And you want to win with when it comes to prosecution, you know, I, I, when you, I, you have to temper your, your I, desire to win. Here's the thing. When I went into private practice after being a D.A. for 10 years, I was asked this what people posed as a moral conundrum. How would you feel if you'd had to defend somebody that you knew was guilty? Right. That's the question I got all the time, and I would flip it back to this question. How would you feel as a prosecutor if you got a conviction for somebody who was actually innocent? Because that, to me, is far worse. Yes. And if, as a prosecutor, your whole focus is just winning, winning, winning. Look, if this was truly an exculpatory document, why are you afraid of it as a prosecutor? Because 
since when are prosecutors in the business of trying to get guilty verdicts against innocent people? Let the evidence say what it says and let the chips fall where they may. It shouldn't be about your win-loss record as a No, that's so true. But I do have to say, in the we, civil context, we have some stories. We, we do, and we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Is that a hazard of having an elected DA? We'll talk about that when we come back if we have time. Don't go mm. away, folks. More Radio Law Talk is coming right up. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers 1-800-616-4LAW Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed National forests are essential to life 
majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. So we're talking about this case out of New York where the prosecution got the guilty verdict after a jury trial, but the defendant hasn't been sentenced yet. And now some serious issues about whether or not the prosecution turned over what they were supposed to turn over to the defense actually occurred. And the judge is calling him on the carpet. And one other issue I wanted to raise with this is there's a term called the officer of the court. Now, any attorney that appears in court is an officer of the court. And oftentimes, most of the time, I would say the majority of the time, um, there is this trust that the judge would like to have in the attorney, that whatever the attorney is telling them is above board, it's up and up. And, and you'll hear attorneys often say, well, as an officer of the court, I can tell the court that this is exactly what I did on this case, this case, this case. And the judge usually takes that at face value because as an officer of the court, clearly you would not mislead me, blah, 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 blah. You know. Well, in this particular case out in New York... With regard to the discovery that was withheld, the judge has required, has made an order, I believe by October 16th of this year, that the prosecutors are supposed to submit sworn affidavits under the penalty of perjury outlining what it is they knew, what they discovered, the manner in which they discovered it, everything relating to the discovery that was disseminated in this case and how they did it. Now... When a judge asks or, or orders attorneys to make a statement, we'll put aside whether or not, um, well, well, we'll see what defenses come up, because at some point in time I could see an attorney going, well, wait a minute, maybe I, maybe I don't want to do this because I have a Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. I could be getting in trouble here, right? Exactly. But uh, when a judge makes this order that, no, I don't want to hear you tell me what it is you did. I want you to submit an affidavit under the penalty of perjury, sworn affidavit telling me what you did, that to me says that this judge doesn't believe a thing that they are being told outside sworn testimony. We're going to follow this, and what I hope, and what I know we're going to see is somebody's going to get thrown under the bus, and it's probably going to be a staffer, honestly. Could be. And that's what we're going to see. I, that's what I, my own personal opinion is. But I have something to tell you about Do tell. trying to bury evidence. Um, I, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I didn't start in family law. I actually started in civil litigation. Oh, really? Yes. And so I had this litigation case against a law firm. And my client was alleging that they had done um, some you know, professional misconduct. So 
I, of course, it's a huge San Francisco law firm, and I go and to review discovery that they have done, and I'm literally in a room that is bigger than these two rooms we have here together in our studio put together, and there are boxes stack high all the way around the entire room. I was there for three days going through every single box, and you know what I found? I found where this law firm had put, had gotten the clients to put, um, had gotten them to sign original this phrase. I declare under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of California that the foregoing is true and correct, executed on, and it'd be blank day in blank, comma, California. And their client's signature appeared on a bunch of those blank penalty of perjuries. It's like blank checks. Exactly. It's like a blank check, which showed the attorney misconduct and that the clients claimed that they had not made these different things under penalty of perjury. And by gosh... I'm so proud to say that that case settled <laughs> because so, I found it. So in case or no case terms, you would have won and got a point. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. 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 <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and they cool. do that a lot because they don't think that people are going to peel the onion and look for that yes. kind of stuff. And, right. and somebody does. Yes. They hope, well, they I didn't hope know what I was won't. looking for, to I be honest. I don't know that but... they think they won't, but I know you, we know that they hope they won't. Well, you know, it, it, and, and here's the mentality. This is the mentality in a criminal case why this should not be there. You know, let's go back to the Robert Kraft case, the one that we talked about uh, second hour. And Denise brought up the point. Okay, so Kraft gets... Uh, his case dismissed because he's able to challenge the evidence. What about all the guys that pled before that was challenged? Well, I guarantee you in a sting operation like that, law enforcement is probably thinking, you know what? These guys probably aren't even going to try to fight it. They aren't even going to look for that because right. they're going to be so embarrassed. They're just going to come in and plead and go on their way. It'll be easy as buy. Like a DUI body cam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I was thinking about why these um, exculpatory evidence is not being discussed very widely outside of the courtroom. Um, and it could be because of national security concerns. It could be. Yeah. I, I, I think that was yeah. that is that is very um, very possible. And, and in this case here, let's let's also put it, because we talked about whether or not pre-trial discovery may have been buried. This case deals with two types of discovery. One is discovery that may have been buried pre-trial, and then others is stuff that just wasn't discovered at all, produced at all, prior to a guilty verdict. Yeah, that's just incredible. So, some was given in the middle of trial, and, and look, here's the thing. If you're in possession, generally speaking, if the prosecution is in possession of something that needs to be discovered, they've got an obligation to discover that, to turn it over at least 30 days before the trial. And in this case, that's interesting. It was the chief prosecutor that actually said, we have a problem here. And it, we have a big problem here. And so we don't really know too much detail about how that was disclosed to the court, but he did bring it up to the court. And so uh, my feeling is probably found out about these inconsistencies after the fact of the verdict and now is trying to... Does he get extra points for, for fessing up? I we, mean, uh, we don't know. What? I mean, we can't tell because the judge just doesn't believe anybody in this case. Well, how could she? How could they? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing in this is, so somebody would look at this case, and I'll just kind of leave this out there as a, as a hanging question, but somebody would look at this case and say, clearly, if there were discovery violations, the prosecution, the verdict should be overturned because you didn't give the defense everything that you should give. And everybody Somebody would look at that and say, that is the appropriate remedy in this case. Yes. Yet that same analysis is not being used with Michael Flynn, who pled guilty 
And then after pleading guilty was presented with a whole host of evidence that would have been exculpatory, that could have been relied upon him, that may have changed the guilty verdict. And he's having to fight tooth and nail to withdraw a guilty plea that both the prosecution and the defense want to have dropped. But the judge won't let it. And And, and I think there's a reason for that, though, because you got to get to the misconduct. And if you just is dropped, it goes away, and there's no longer a reason to look at misconduct. Except I think that's one. The that's other true. reason, there's another reason. The other reason is because out of Flynn's pleading guilty, there were lots of other guilty verdicts that came out of what he did. And I think the court is very concerned about how that's going to impact a lot of other cases that really are unrelated to the um, exculpatory uh, evidence. I, I will say that in the in the memorandum filed by the prosecution, where they requested leave to be able to dismiss this case, they did focus a lot on the misconduct and the stuff that was not turned over. So it is based on that. And and in my thought is, let's say that he's not able to withdraw his guilty plea and, and Judge Emmett, or whatever his name is, decides, nope, he's going to be sentenced, and they go ahead and sentence Flynn. Well, Flynn's wow. just going to appeal, and he's not going to appeal the judge's decision not to dismiss He's going to appeal the fact that he was not provided discovery in a timely manner. It's going to go before an appellate court, and if the appellate court does what they're supposed to do, they're going to dismiss the case and remand it back because discovery was not provided. The issue shouldn't be politics. The issue should be you didn't provide the discovery that you were supposed to provide. That is the thing that links all of this. Is this the judge that was not a Flynn fan? A a Flynn fan? Yeah, he he was not a Flynn fan, and he you know say that five times fast. I couldn't even say. I don't actually know you know if he was a fan or not, but. But I'm saying I some think of the it should go that... up in the Court of Appeals. I'm hoping that it does, because I like to see law being made. I like to see when well, trial judges getting challenged by appellate judges, and I like to see them also getting I, reinforced in their underlying decision well, I, when it's a, an interesting you know, legal issue. I agree with you. I like to see law being made. I just don't like to see law being made by judges. I like to see it being made by legislatures. That would be the best so, thing. That, well, that's law my gets made. We have sure. stare decisis. Well, yeah. It gets made every day by judges. You know what so. I like? You know what I like? What do you like? I like, I like quick takes. Oh, that's you what do? I like. Okay, all right. I do. So uh, I guess I'll start with you, Todd. Do you have a quick take for us to end the show? I do. We talked about temporary restraining orders. You know what a temporary restraining order is not? It's not kryptonite. You can't hold up the piece of paper and all of a sudden the bad doers like oh my gosh a restraining order all run away it only tells cops who's in the right and who's in the wrong for those two people being together at that time denise what is your quick take my quick take is the new york attorney general has subpoenaed um, all of the logs for the helicopters and for the airplanes of epstein and i can hardly wait to see who made the mile high club <laughs> who, who made the top 10 <laughs> All right, Todd, you want to wrap up the show here? Yeah, thank you, for everyone, for joining us here. Fred Penny will be back, uh, I believe, week after next. He's, he's on a rather extensive assignment, and we will take things there. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. We'll see you again next time. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
$1,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-547-4804 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-547-4804. That's 800-547-4804. Again, 800-547-4804. 